if you jump in though on the news if you jump in with the hype probably gonna get burned in the short term what up what up what up welcome back to sam dunks the weekly nba show over here at slab stocks i am your host sam huge week here in the nba today is monday november 16th uh, you probably know today the NBA trade season officially began. Teams are allowed to start talking and allowed to start trading. They've already been talking probably up to this point. We can uh, venture to guess. Uh, that's a guarantee. Uh, but the trades are finally rolling in. We've already seen a couple of trades agreed to, at least in principle. Uh, we're going to get to those later on in the show. Also this Wednesday, big day NBA draft. We covered some of the players from the NBA draft last week. I'm going to retouch on some of those things uh, next week uh, after we see what actually takes place. Um, and then Friday, we have NBA free agency beginning. So needless to say, by this time next week, the NBA is going to look a lot different. It's an extremely exciting time in the league. Because of that, we see so much carryover effect into the NBA trading card market. Um, right now, we haven't had any games yet. We haven't seen any of these rookies play yet. You know, so much of this is just speculation and a lot of reactionary moves being made at the moment, even on the basis of these first couple of trades. Uh, so I want to do everything I can to try and help you navigate these waters. I said the NBA landscape was going to be changing over the next week, and... Uh happened right away with my Milwaukee Bucks Tuesday morning very long night for me I think I fell asleep around 4 30 uh, had to get up at 6 30 for work but man that was exciting I don't know if you saw the news Drew Holiday Bogdan Bogdanovich coming to Milwaukee uh, one of the most exciting nights of my 28 years of Bucks fandom uh, giving us something to dream on that's what the offseason's all about um I wanted to say in the video yesterday that I am not a statistician. I like stats. I like talking about them. I did dig into a bunch of stuff. I'm kind of way uh, above my head with a lot of this stuff. So I was kind of seeing it as like a starting point. And if anyone out there way smarter than me wants to dive into it more, uh, be my guest. Um, but, you know, these are just some of the thoughts I was having. And, and uh, I thought it might be interesting for you to look at it, too. Uh, but in the meantime, go Bucks. Uh, fear the deer. Bucks and six. Go Bucks. Um, I did a couple things in preparation for this episode. First off, I wanted to see uh, what type of effect NBA Twitter has on a rookie card prices, a rookie's card prices. Um, my theory has always been that, you know, the more NBA accounts are tweeting about a player, uh, the better his prices are going to be. And I think uh, based on my data, I think we can see that, but I'll show you that in a second. Also, you just look at some of the trades that have gone on, uh, the number of cards that have sold immediately following those trades, and uh, how we can plan for future trades and then profit off of them. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, first off, I wanted to show you my methodology that I was going into here uh, for this uh, rookie card. So basically, I went over to Twitter. And I did this for a whole bunch of different rookies. Went over to Twitter, typed in the player that I was looking at, Ja Morant, any of those words. Um, what accounts? I used ESPN, ESPN NBA, Ringer, Ringer NBA, Sports Center. Uh, then there's Bleach Report and also Bleach Report NBA. So I tried to hit a lot of the really big uh, NBA um, journalist accounts. Uh, and then I set in my search data. July 1st, 2019 through November 30th, 2019. So the reason I chose those dates, 
July 2nd last year was the beginning of the NBA Summer League. That's when we really, really started seeing a lot of hype building for some of these NBA prospects. November 30th, I chose a date that was about a week after we saw the first um, Prism Silver single rookie cards being sold on eBay. Um, you know, obviously the singles don't, or the Prism doesn't hit the hobby until um, the end of October, beginning of November, somewhere in there generally. Um, and so we started seeing these cards circle or trickle onto eBay around November 23rd. So I gave it about a week. Um, and uh, let's see what I found. So essentially you do that search and then you, uh, I went through and I just hand counted every single tweet. Um, I didn't do every, well, I, I guess I didn't do every single tweet. Sometimes it was just kind of a box score and I ignored those ones, but any premium tweet, you know, that was featuring specifically this player with a video, with a picture, I went and counted that all up. Next up, I went over to PWCC Marketplace. If you've never been there, I would recommend you use that for your research. Uh, they have uh, pretty good historic sales data there. So I went and found the very first John Morant Prism Silver Rookie card sale. That was November 22nd, sold for $500. PWCC also does um, get rid of sales that didn't actually get paid. So I, uh, I think it should be pretty accurate. Um, $500. Then I went through and I just hand tabulated all of the sales uh, over the first couple of, or oh, from November 23rd all the way through November 30th, since that was uh, my parameters on the tweets. And this is what I found. Uh, I didn't do all of the first round rookies. I started with that, um, but some of the guys you just don't have many tweets about. Some of them you don't have many sales over uh, during that time period. But this is what I got. John Morant. Uh, he had 77 tweets during that time. RJ Hunter or RJ Barrett, he had uh, what is that, 47? Uh, DeAndre Hunter, five. You can go on down. You have Tyler Harrow down here, 35 tweets. Um, then we also look at their their sales data over that first week. And I did I went ahead and I averaged it out. And these are those average prices. And not a whole ton of points available for us to look at. So it's kind of hard to get. Um, too much certainty over all this data, but I did think it was interesting. We do see a general trend here. Um, the, the prices are here on the y-axis. Uh, the number of tweets are down here on the x-axis. Uh, there is a, a general correlation, I think we can see from uh, the amount that people are talking about them and then also the sales data. I didn't include Zion Williamson. Um, I thought he might break my scale. Uh, plus, uh, really, he there wasn't a whole ton of tweets about him during that time period, but the sales were just off the charts. So it, um, I think we all know why that is, but I didn't think that would work for this uh, particular study. Um, so since there wasn't a whole ton of uh, data results for me to plot out, I did also go ahead and chart the 2018 uh, NBA draft. Uh, that's obviously the Luka Doncic, Trey Young draft. Uh, and again, we see a general correlation. Uh, the number of tweets often kind of correlates to the uh, card prices. Uh, there are two outliers on this chart over here, uh, which is unfortunate since we don't have too many data points at all. Uh, but Luka Doncic, we have way up here in the 400 something, $478 range. Trey Young down here in the $155 range. Both of them were tweeted about from those accounts about 70 times during that um, you know, couple, several month period. Now, uh, if you remember when Trey Young was drafted, uh, there was just kind of 
uh, you know, the market was really down on him. Uh, so much of that had to do with Luka Doncic being the, you know, he ended up going fifth overall to the Mavericks, uh, basically. But really, it was the Hawks uh, trade tra drafting him third and then trading him for Trey Young and a future first round pick. Um, that narrative just kind of seeped into Trey Young's market immediately. Uh, all of a sudden, he was the guy that the, the Hawks passed or he was the guy that uh, the Hawks wanted instead of Luka Doncic, who Luka probably should be maybe NBA MVP this year. Um, so in general, maybe shouldn't have made that move, um, but it's not like the Hawks aren't happy with Trey Young. But immediately into the NBA season, that was the narrative. Trey Young, uh, you could have had Luka Doncic. And so we see Trey Young, even though the NBA was tweeting about him a ton, uh, he was only selling on average for around $150 or so while Luka Doncic was tripling that at the time. Um, in the time period since then, we've seen Trey Young go and average 30 points in, in over 10 assists a game uh, last year. Uh, obviously, his sales have skyrocketed back upwards, uh, not, not caught up to Luka Doncic's, but um, they have started to climb back up. Um, so, you know, I do think it's interesting. The more people are talking about you, it does certainly seem, uh, in general terms, uh, like we can see a correlation to prices. Um, we can also see that same sort of thing going on with the number of sales. Uh, I went and charted the 2019 rookie class uh, with number of tweets and then just, just generic number of sales for the Prism Silver rookie cards um, using those same time periods. Uh, again, we see a general correlation. The, the number of tweets does correspond to uh, the uh, number of sales. Um, and, and that makes perfect sense. The more people are hearing about someone on Twitter, the more they're going to be looking to buy them on eBay. Now, what does this mean for us with the 2020 NBA draft that's coming up on Wednesday? Well, I think, you know, just kind of figuring who's going to be talked about is really going to help you out. You know, for one thing, we already have LaMelo Ball, who's been talked you know, greatly about for uh, the last couple of years, going back to his high school days and, and uh, going overseas to uh, Lithuania or wherever he was, and then Australia. Um, you know, so we already can predict he's going to get a ton of buzz. Now, the question is, is this going to be the Luka Doncic type of buzz, or is it going to be the Trey Young type of buzz? Um, if he's the type of guy that comes out and has a lot of highlights, he gets placed on a good team, well, then it could be pretty good. But if the market is already turned against him as being, you know, a ball brother, as being, uh, you know, we're projecting him already as a bust, a lot of people are, um, now that's a, that's a question mark. And maybe he could end up looking like Trey Young's sales data and be an outlier on the, the downside. Uh, of course, though, over the last... Um, like last 10 or 14 days or so, we went from, from LaMelo Ball being, um, you know, in talks for like anywhere from pick one to pick five or six. And there was really no, you know, you know, no one really had a, you know, a set idea of where he was going to go. And then all of a sudden the past 10, 14 days or so, it's like a given that he's going to go number one overall. Um, so we've seen the narrative start to shift. We haven't seen him hardly play at all. Uh, and yet the the media has really started to shift our perception where we went from a big question mark on LaMelo Ball to all of a sudden we all assume he's going to be the number one overall pick. Maybe that's to the Wolves. Maybe they trade it and he goes to someone else. Either way, all of a sudden everyone's talking like he's a, a really big 
uh, pickup. So um, something to be, keep in mind, you know, while you're searching Twitter over the next couple of weeks, over the next week in particular, uh, see who people are tweeting about, see what the, the big accounts are talking about, and uh, you'll be able to kind of predict, I think, uh, where those players' prices are going to end up over the next month and a half or so. Of course, we're not going to be getting Prism up until March, um, but perhaps some of this could apply to the, uh, the Prism draft or contenders draft also. Um, another aspect to all this that I wanted to look at, you know, the effect of hype on a player's market. And we see with John Morant, I charted out his first two weeks of Prism sales all by hand here. I, I'm sure there's a way to do it better, but I just went through PWCC and charted them all out by hand. And then I averaged out those prices and we see John Morant from November 22nd to 12.15 or to 12.5. He went from 500 and then he had a pretty steady decline. It's not that he was getting worse, but you have that very initial hype of getting right in on Prism right at the beginning. By, by that time, we already knew John Morant. We had already seen tons of highlights from summer league and preseason. Um, we were really excited about him. And yet, all of a sudden, after he comes out, the hype starts to die down a little bit in the card market. We see his prices start to slide before they level out uh, over here after a couple of weeks. Same thing with Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero also came out gunning. Uh, he uh, was an extremely popular player coming into the draft. He's still an extremely popular player, but we see the same sort of thing going on. Again, I charted all the sales data for all that time, 100-something of them. And we start out with Tyler Hero selling at $150. Um, and then we see a general decline over a couple of weeks, and then it sort of starts to level out in the 60, uh, $65 range. Um, so, you know, what's the takeaway from this? Remember, hype can really just generate a marketplace and really affect it. Um, if you're jumping in on the peak of the hype, uh, at the, the peak moment of hype, um, you're probably going to lose some money if you're just trying to do a short-term flip after that, that is. Um, obviously, John Morant, Tyler Hero, both these guys, they eventually started climbing up in prices. Um, but hype is not something that's really going to sustain a marketplace for very long. Um, that's my, you know, my working theory. Um, but it really can uh, help you out in the short term. So if you're buying cards, uh, rookie cards, and you think it's going to be of a guy that immediately is going to be really exciting... Uh, that could be a good opportunity for you to buy a card, wait, and then sell it pretty quickly. You know, once you see those prices up there. But if you um, are trying to buy those cards immediately, once you know, once the Prism uh, Prism NBA hits the stores, um, you might get burned in the short term. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to look at today. We also had the Dennis Schroeder trade yesterday. Dennis Schroeder. Um, he was traded from Oklahoma City to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, and we've just seen, you know, some immediate sales just kind of crazy um, here. This was yesterday that the trade was reported. So November 15th and on, we can just see uh, the car, his rookie cards just flying off the shelves. Now, Dennis Schroeder, same draft as, as Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I remember that because I really wanted us to draft uh, uh, Dennis Schroeder instead of Giannis. Um, worked out, but uh, Dennis Schroeder, best season of his career last year, um, arguably, uh, with Oklahoma City. He's 26 years old. Um, last year he shot, see here, 38, uh, 
38.5% from three. That's by far the best of his career so far. Um, he shot 47% from the field, by far the best of his career so far. Um, you know, he averaged uh, 3.6 rebounds, four assists, almost a steal, um, 19 points per game. He averaged 19.4 back in 2017, 2018. Uh, but in general, it was his, his, sorry, it was his best season of his career. Now, something to keep in mind when we're considering Dennis Schroeder as a guy to just jump on immediately since he's going to Los Angeles and playing with LeBron. Why was last year his best season? So much of it had to do with him being on the same team as Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, they ran a lot of three-point guard sets there. Um, consider when he's in Oklahoma City and he's playing with those guys, the best wing defenders, best perimeter defenders are guarding the other two players. They're guarding SGA, they're guarding Chris Paul. Um, that meant Dennis Schroeder was able to work uh, with, you know, maybe some weaker defenders covering him or guys that were had to cover out of position. Um, is that going to continue on in Los Angeles? Well, he's got better teammates in Los Angeles with LeBron and Anthony Davis, but the same guys are not going to be covering any of those three players. Um, for that reason, I would expect, even though now he's going to Los Angeles, bigger market, now he's probably maybe going to win a NBA championship. Um, those things are all really working for him, um, but I wouldn't be totally surprised if some of his numbers uh, came back down towards his career averages after that. Um, but again, we see the hype that built up over Dennis Schroeder going to Los Angeles and without seeing him play a game, uh, immediately the market's reacting. I think Aaron's going to uh, post a um, market evaluation on, on Instagram tonight. I don't have that available yet at the moment. And then we've seen another trade today just before I started recording. Uh, that was the Phoenix Suns gathering Chris Paul up from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen. I don't even know how to say his last name. And then a 2022 first round pick. Um, what's that going to do to the market? Well, we've already seen some things take place. Um, for one thing, DeAndre Ayton pretty much immediately started selling uh, quite a bit of rookie cards on eBay. Um, and then Devin Booker also, uh, a number of his cards started selling immediately as well too. Um, so much of this is just anticipation of what's going to take place yet. We don't know what's going to take place. We haven't seen it obviously. Um, but while well, you got to figure, uh, Devin Booker, he's going to really benefit from playing alongside Chris Paul. Uh, that should open things up for him. Chris Paul, a, a tremendous team player, tremendous um, facilitator. Devin Booker is going to be the best player on that team. Uh, and he's really going to benefit from it. Um, I think their, their games match or should mesh pretty nicely. DeAndre Ayton, you got to imagine, uh, probably not going to make as many boneheaded mistakes as he did last year. Probably not as many, um, defensive lapses and, and everything else that we'd kind of see as, you know, he would kind of fluctuate, uh, energy wise. Uh, if we see those things uh, pick up from DeAndre Ayton, if we see Devin Booker benefit from having a, you know, one of the top five point guards of all time playing right next to him. Hey, it's going to be good things. Plus, if you look at the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder roster last year and then the Phoenix Suns roster from this year, uh, the Suns, I think, are probably quite a bit better. Um, obviously, you had uh, SGA, you had Danilo Gallinari, you had, you had some good pieces there. Uh, but the Suns are a little bit younger, a little bit deeper, in my opinion. Uh, and I think getting Chris Paul on that team, it really should help them out quite a bit. Uh, so... You know what to take away from all this. There's just a ton of uh, a ton of effect that off-season market, off-season trades, everything else is going to have on these players' markets. 
if you jump in though on the news if you jump in with the hype probably gonna get burned in the short term uh, if you can try and figure out who's gonna get traded and and where they're gonna get traded which obviously is kind of a, a foolhardy expedition but if you can try and figure that out and then you could sell at the peak of the hype uh, you could probably do pretty good in the short term again we're just all talking short term today so, you know, there's been a number of other players that have been uh, discussed as possible trade candidates. You know, we have obviously Russell Westbrook is a big one. Uh, James Harden is another big one. The potential talk of him being going to the um, going to the Brooklyn Nets, teaming up with KD and Kyrie. Apparently he wants to go there. We'll see if that happens. Uh, if that does, I think we probably see a short term boost in James Harden sales. Uh, I think eventually that would probably fall back down to earth since I think those are like maybe three of the least popular players in the NBA. Well, most hated players in the NBA, they're, they're all popular, but um, a lot of people don't like them as well. Um, so, you know, if you can look ahead, see the names that are being talked about right now. Um, we did hear a lot about Dennis Schroeder. We've heard a lot about Chris Paul going to Phoenix for several days. Um, before the move takes place is the time to capitalize. After it takes place, if you buy right away, um, probably not going to work out super well. Same thing with the draft. Uh, but that's all I have for today. I hope this was a little bit interesting. We'll see you next time. Thanks.